Let me get that intro. Honesty ain't too high up on your people priority list, right? Honesty? You want honesty? All right, honestly? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of An Honest Word. It's good to be back. We have a lot of content for you. We hope you uh, are ready to ease back, sit back, and listen to what we got to say. Yeah. We got some honesty to share with y'all. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be back with all of you guys today. Um, I feel like it's Fresh, been actually Freshly back from, uh, from L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I feel like it's been a while since we've uh, actually talked because we recorded a podcast and then we had some audio issues last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. it's probably Talking been two weeks. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm struggling right well, now have... with my headphones, but... Don't eat them. You know what? We're just going to keep yeah. rolling with it. We're rolling with the punches, as uh, as everyone should do. I know I say that a lot in our podcast, but uh, it's the truth, people. It's an honest word, and I'm giving it to you. Um, but yeah, so you just got back from, from L.A. Yeah. You got fucking back from L.A., dude. Yeah. How was That's it? That's how you got to say it. You know, you really do. I mean, but it does. It has a ring to it. You know, I can see why people get like that. It's like, oh, I just flew to L.A. Or I came back from L.A. There's always that, like, ooh, what did you do there? Yeah, you know, like there's something there's, cooler there's, than what I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. That, no one's doing that when you're like, I I just got back from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it's like who gives a shit? Yeah, but no you say way. L.A., it's like, it's like oh, mm-hmm. oh, well, he's got a new movie coming out, or he's what's like, this? Hey, what's this you guy know? doing? Yeah, trying to be an actor, <laughs> trying to be a new Brad Pitt out there. Yeah. Um. But so what what were you doing out there? Um, uh, did a few things. I uh, working on this animated short. Right. So yeah, did the did the voiceovers for those. That it was went pretty well. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I um I it's had good never... to have it's good to have a side project working like working on well, to work on. Yeah. Is what I meant. Um in addition to like your normal nine to fiver. It's oh, good to mix sure. things up. So you got you got a chance to go down to LA because I know you, this is something that you've been thinking about for a while, wanting to do for a while, and now like like I said to you the other week, it's like you're actually getting a chance to fucking live it. Yeah, it's, it's you know, kind of crazy. You're actually. getting a taste of this opportunity. Now, obviously, it's just the beginning, but you needed the the foot in the door to start getting somewhere with it. You know. Yeah, I. And, uh, um, that was your that was your foot in the door, L.A. weekend trip. I can't wait to see what it looks like when it's animated. I've never had like I've never seen any of my characters come to life, or even seen like lines of my script read out loud. Right. In like that manner and with. With people like dissecting them and it takes. And like, I think what it comes down to with with that line of work, it really is meeting the right person. Yeah, yeah. And that right person. It involves a lot of luck and. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like get having luck to meet the right fucking person, um, who has either the the connection to someone who's talented and willing to work, or someone you know who who reaches out. Um, but in this case, um, yeah, it's it's working with people that you know know what they're doing and and they reached out. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh it should be cool. It should be cool when it's done. So I think that's all. I don't really want to speak specifically. No, about no, no, you what don't have to speak. Is. But what but what else did you do out in LA outside of working on that project? Oh, we did a bunch of stuff. Um, what went is, to a what couple is the, restaurants. What, yeah. What what are the like top touristy things that are listed to do in LA. I mean, I know there's like the Hollywood yeah walk of 
I mean, I feel like you could always just like get in one of those buses that I see driving around the city here, and I'm just like, you know, I mean, I guess it's a way to see something if you haven't seen it before. But oh yeah, yeah, eat a couple edibles and just let someone drive you around and then sit up top. And yeah, like eight times out of ten, it's gonna be really nice out in LA. Yeah, so you can sit up top and it's check yeah. out the city. Where is Hollywood in relation to like say? downtown LA um, Hollywood is to the west northwest of downtown LA northwest well yeah west northwest but it's yeah it's to the west okay yeah cause I, I don't I know very little actually I'll, you know what I'm just gonna go ahead and say I know nothing of LA at all yeah as like a as um as like a real city you know like yeah. obviously there's the fucking celebrities but I, I that's not the la that i care about you know like i want to know what a normal average mm. joe does in fucking la i have I mean probably theory. like what every other average joe in the world does eat sleep yeah shit fuck repeat um you know having fun here and there having the highs and lows here and there you know what i mean i feel like I don't know, maybe especially amongst the Midwest in particular, that there's this constant, there's this thing people say where, yeah, L.A. sucks, though. And I'm like, but then you're, I was out there, and I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Like, this is I wonder who are the people here. who are saying it sucks, because, I mean, what is it? Is it, yeah. is it because they're bitter they didn't have a good experience out in L.A.? Yeah. Because if that was the case, then it's on you as the individual, not the city itself. Yeah. You know, people are saying it's cleaner than San Francisco. Dude, that's, I mean, in terms of, yeah, the streets, I mean, there's it, a clear There's difference. no doubt about it. As highbrow as San Francisco is, the city itself is fucking gritty. It's, yeah, it's filthy. And just dirty and rough and tumble, hard drinking, fucking. But see, that was, that's the culture, that's the old culture of San Francisco. That's the old city that people are, um, especially the newcomers, don't take the time to learn about. I mean that San Francisco is a rough fucking town, in like throughout history. Oh yeah, it, it attracted a certain kind of person. Yeah. Um, namely because of the gold rush, um, even before that, um, and that kind of just I think uh, that kind of energy just stayed here. Yeah. You get all the newcomers who just put their blinders on and pretend it's not there, and they just want to complain about it instead of dedicating, you know one of their hundreds of millions of dollars to fucking cleaning up the street. I don't, like, I've thought about that, and I don't really understand why, like, because if you look at Manhattan, like... They clean their shit up, oh, dude. New York was a fucking uh, the, shithole in the 70s, that shit's 80s. expensive, it's clean, like, anywhere yeah. on, yeah, anywhere San on. San Francisco, on. some would say, is more expensive than New York, and it's as filthy as, uh, like, a Portland. Sorry, Portland. Or uh, Seattle, because yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty grungy towns. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but it was a good trip. It was a good trip. I'm on probably all. gonna have to walk back that statement. By the way, about Portland. <laughs> seeing that I've never been to Portland, uh, I'm solely basing that off of inaccurate internet opinion. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Portland. Yeah, uh, but it was a good trip. To answer your question about the touristy stuff that we did, it was. We, I mean, we are the most touristy stuff in general. We did some of it. Like, we went to the observatory, which is, you can see, like, the Hollywood sign to the right, but then you can see all of downtown. You just see the It's sprawl. pretty sweet. I've got, you know, pictures and stuff. 
Um, you know, there's always always someone speaking a foreign language. Sometimes oh, like you're you. not sure what it is. Yeah. But you can take a guess. Um, yeah, that's the observatory. We went there. We uh, we went to the comedy store. I told you about mm-hmm. that. That was cool. Uh, it was Who really was cool. the? Um, I guess. Which comic had the most? Uh, what clout following? Who um, was the most popular? Mark Marin was the most popular. The we one saw, that you saw. However, I mean. Not that like his because he, he was funny. They were all funny, but yeah. that doesn't mean he was like the funniest. What was the stuff that he was talking about? Oh, just dude, just mod. I mean, it's all very on point. Like it's all very, very relevant, timely stuff. Like mm-hmm. none of it's dated. Um, that's is the, it political? Is it yeah, just? Well, uh, I I don't know political so much as is it like, like social criticism. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me try to think. Oh, what was the one stand-up that Mark Maron was doing? I remember it was very. Uh, yeah, he was doing stuff about like the Me Too, all that. Mm. I um, I don't remember specifically what he was talking about though, or what jokes he was making. Um, but yeah, there was there was a lot. The format there, like, there those comedians are so on point. Like all of them, you can tell it's like. It's no, you know, there's no games, but at the same time, it's like, it's all, it's a, it's a form where they can try out their stuff, and a lot of that stuff, like, is the more, I don't know, poignant's the right word, because that makes mm. me sound like a douche, <laughs> but it's the more, like, the harder stuff, right, than that, than they'll do on, like, a Netflix special or something like that, like, it's mm. more... Can I get away with this? Oh, they're testing they, the waters. And they much. know that yeah. that's an environment in which they can do that. They can do that. It's like they're. Um, it's like know, the gym study groups, experimental yeah. groups. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, exactly. That, that's that's important. I mean, I'm I believe when people say, you know, from the comedic perspective, that you know we need comedians to push people's buttons because it. Um, you know, sometimes people need to be called out on their own bullshit. Yeah. You know, they get so tied up in some ideology or philosophy or movement, and they forget about rational fucking thought and common courtesy, and they become, like, militant in their mindsets. And, like, comedy comes in and says, like, whoa, hold the fuck on. Like, you guys are being a little hypocritical <laughs> yeah. here. You know what What's I mean? What's going on here? Yeah. And, like, the people a part of those movements or philosophies or whatever the fuck, you know, they'll get agitated, they'll up and storm. But you know what? They need to hear it. Yeah. People need to hear that. They yeah. need to hear that honesty. I think because people have become so, they just tiptoe around. Uh, you know, I like the line in Boondock Saints where he says, uh, I had to tiptoe around tulips around these assholes. I yeah. fucking love that line because I feel like that's, been our generation and the younger generations like you're tiptoeing around tulips like god forbid if you fucking bruise a leaf you know you're fucking you know your whole career is ruined yeah anyway that was a that was a side rant but uh that was was, it's cool about la though dude um well speaking of la and hollywood and things of the like uh true detective that finale happened spoiler alert uh, anyone who's listening who hasn't watched the new season or has not watched the finale, please tune out for the next, I don't know, Shab, how, how long do you think? Five, uh, ten minutes? I could talk for a while. 
well, let's let's do like a ten minute time limit. Uh, so if you don't want to hear a spoiler, um, tune out for ten minutes. This is a this is an honest recap. This is an honest recap of True Detective. Um, we had go. talked briefly about it uh, about the day after we both watched it, uh, and we both thought that it was good. Yeah, it was a good ending. It was. It was not great. No. But it was good. It was. Good. It was solid enough good that I was happy with the show. Yeah. Ultimately happy with the show. Yeah. It. Uh, I. I mean, I don't know if it was his intention. It very well could have been. I think you said it was. Um, that he steered the course of the sh- the ending away from what he had been alluding to the whole time in the first earlier yeah. episodes. Red herring. Oh yeah. Explain the red herring because you keep saying that word. Uh, that's um, like um, it's like a writer's tool. It's a Nick, writer's Nick tool. Nick Pizzolatto is great at him. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you can consider either bad do you writing. Know or, the history, I think do you it's know good the history? you know the history of like the term, like where would why do they call it a red herring? Is there even such a thing as an actual fish red herring? Because I know herring is a fish. Uh, he- is herring a fish? I thought it was a bird. Yeah. That's a fish. <laughs> the fucking uh, Scandinavians <laughs> eat it. Yeah. Okay. A dried okay. There are two definitions of a red herring. Okay, so I'm gonna give the actual definition, and then I'm gonna give the definition that I'm talking about. Okay, an actual red herring is a fish. It, uh, yeah, it's a fish. Okay. A dried smoked herring. Okay. You were thinking of heron, H-E-R-O-N for the bird. Yeah. Herring is the fish. Yeah. Carry on. Okay, but in literature, a red herring is something. Literature. Literature. Read some litter. Like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some litter. Sure, on the subject. You sure? Fuck it. <laughs> Read some litter. Reconsider. <laughs> Alright, sorry. I'm interrupting again. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. A red herring is something that misleads or distracts from a relevant or an important issue. It may be either a logical fallacy or a literary device that leads readers or audiences towards a false conclusion. Hmm. I wonder, though, the association with the actual fish of a red herring and calling that... Um, I don't know. Let's look it up. No, I want that. You want the weed pen? The or pen. The, weed... the actual pen. Like, okay. Sorry about that, folks. Um... The association between, like, I wonder if red herring, to fish them, they're, like, elusive bastards, or they, you know, there's some trickery involved in that kind of fish. Okay. The term was popularized in 1807 by English polemicist. I don't know what that means. I'm just going to carry on with that. Yeah. We'll come back William Cobbett, who told a story of having used a kipper or a strong-smelling smoked fish Mm -hmm. to divert hounds from chasing a hare. Huh. So chasing a, a rabbit. So he's using fish so the rabbits can live. Interesting. Yeah. That is very interesting. I actually am writing that down, folks, because um, I'm a geek like that and love history. People need to appreciate history more. Uh, it's it's uh, very grounding and humbling. Um, all right, I'll come back to that. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I don't know why... Because yeah. it's cool. I mean, like, 
I don't know. It's just... But yeah, when it comes down to it, Nick Pizzolatto's like... He's yeah. a master at that. He's like the William Cobbett of... Dude, he's... Uh... Of, of film. I mean, okay. Okay. Who's, who else is good at... Uh... Can, I, can I speak an honest word about True Detective right now? You don't have to ask a question... We no, we're, we are the wait 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 hold on hold on hold on wait wait let me get to let me get to the principle of this. We are on an, we are the hosts of an honest word podcast. You yeah. do not have to ask me to speak an honest word. The whole point I believe of this podcast is to unabashedly provide honest words. Yes. So provide. Did I forget? What, I forgot. It was True Detective. No, 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 what, true what, detective. what was you saying about True oh, Detective? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, here's my honest word. True Detective season one was nothing short of a television masterpiece. It was perfect. Like damn near perfect. That is as good as television gets in the modern age. And I remember that shit crashed HBO. Go. Oh yeah. Dude, like it I did. remember being so salty because it comes out on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't watch it. I maybe even until like Tuesday, but it was probably Monday. Game of Thrones did that for a hot minute too. I I swear they did it. HBO definitely did that like two or three times. And I, the second or third time, I swear I thought it was intentional. Like they were doing it. Could be. I mean to just increase the hype. Like oh man, they crashed the servers. So many, so many people. But yeah, True Detective season one. Oh man. You could just there's so many just one one, one one like one liners that you just like you think about for like forty five seconds you're like oh oof like it makes you scowl you know yeah. like just ugh man that really that that hits like yeah. the, those shows make me want to just drink whiskey and just smoke an asinine amount of cigarettes I'm not gonna lie sometimes I miss smoking cigarettes. Yeah. There's an honest word for you. Yeah. I'm not. I'm never gonna smoke them again. I'll enjoy a cigar, mm. but uh, cigarettes. I mean, fuck, man. They didn't kill you. <laughs> yeah, they used to make. Well, I definitely now, talk about cigarettes being cell phones. You know, the same thing. Yeah. But well, you, spill you, a, you go to the bar, you light up a cig. That's what you did. I know. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Like those were the days. I guess. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, people still do it. I know. You like, like the cig at the bar. Yeah. Is there any states in America where indoor smoking is still legal? Oh, I think uh, in Pittsburgh, there's still some bars that are doing it. Really? In the dive bars, like in like proper dive bars, for sure. Um, but is it just not enforced, or is it like legal? I mean, I think it's on the DL that you know. I mean, I'm talking like fucking proper dive bars here like, like yeah blue collar working class there's no hipsters there some leather right? vests some harleys in the parking lot uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and uh those were probably where you can still get away uh, dude i'm sure there's places in the south in texas are you fucking kidding me and yeah. in the southwest definitely in in uh yeah there's for sure places that still allow smoking anyway what I wanted to get at was in that vein of cigarettes, and then I'm going to go back up to the, the HBO point, but the cigarettes, and I just I mentioned this to you right before we went on, um, that apparently people are dying from e-cigarettes. And not yeah. from the smoking element of it, but the fact that the, 
the machine itself has been exploding in people's faces. And I just saw a headline where apparently, I guess this is a fucking thing, another person, the headline read, another person dies from an e-cigarette explosion and the shards severed an artery in his throat yeah and kill him yeah that's um uh you know that's, that's technology for you folks there, yeah yeah that's technology for you um but i wanted to bef- i don't want to get into that too deep of a rant right there uh we could save it for like the last honest word of uh, the last couple minutes but i wanted to do a back up to hbo because we were going to talk about uh, real sports yeah our um our uh i'm brian Colbert. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of real sports. I, I do have this, I do have this theory that kind of ties into both real sports being a documentary series and the robots like you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So I have this theory that right now we watch, okay, so like I watched documentary, what, Mr. Rogers on HBO. It was great. That's what I was going to I wanted to like, that's why I went back to it. So we can also talk about the Mr. Rogers thing. And it was, it was a phenomenal documentary, right? I have this theory that the robots are going to take over 50 years. Our generation, we're not going to get those documentaries, bro. We're not going to be around for that. No, we're not. No, you know? The documentary is going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, I think the way that we watch television currently is going to be gone. That's not actually true. But yeah, yeah. I agree agree with that. Oh, the next 50 years, dude? Shit. next 10 years, we'll be looking through goggles. I will not be participating in the virtual reality bullshit. No. Like, I mean, are we really that upset with our world? Are we really that? Are we are we really willing to just give up that easily, and accept so wholeheartedly, without thinking about the future consequences of of accepting this technology instead of just fixing, like, use utilizing the power that we had to create this world, this system, yeah, to fucking change it from its foundation. No one wants to put in the work to do it. Yeah. So we're just like, oh fuck it, we'll just we'll just invent some robots to do it for us, and you know if, if you know like five billion people fucking disappear because of the robots taking over and leaving them with nothing to do, well, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, but I don't I don't want to go too down too far down the negative no, 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 the no. negative side with the I no. And I was gonna say I was kind of joking about, about how the robots aren't gonna make documentaries about us. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was that was my joke, but. I, uh, oh, dude, they're going to erase all records of us. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Humanity, we're, we're a super resilient bunch. That's all i got to say about We this. are. And see, this is what pisses me off. This is like, you know, when I tell you when, we, when we're watching the news, and you know, sometimes it gives people so much fucking anxiety because, you know, it makes it seem like the world is going to blow up tomorrow. You have no time. You lost all the time. You're fucked. We're all fucked. Yeah. They have been saying that for centuries. For centuries. Okay. Yes. We survived the Black Plague. We survived the Crusades. We survived two fucking world wars. Yeah, you're we right su- about that. We survived the Mongol horde. We su- we survived. Dude, for fuck's sake, the Chinese, the Chinese, the, China as a country, as a civilization, has existed for over five thousand years. Yeah. They've seen some shit. There have been prophets. Throughout the millennia, that have said that the world is going to end. Well, okay, okay. So is okay. it going to physically here's, here's end, or is it simply just a shift of fucking consciousness in humanity, where 
it's not it what is what is actually dying what is actually being extinct is the old way of doing things and being replaced by something fucking new so our what we're calling our end times is simply the death of the old way of doing things and accepting a new reality which is dominated by technology and robotics and things of the like and that's the new era and when that era goes away They'll be calling for their end of times, and something else will fucking replace that. Here's the thing, too. Like, okay, although I did just say, like, humanity's a resilient bunch, but I just think about, and this is a super heady thought, like, just because humanity is gone doesn't mean the Earth is dead. No. This, the Earth is going to keep spinning around the sun, to be honest with you. It's us, it's us being happens. completely selfish in our, yeah. in our perspective of the world that, like, I'm going to die and the world is... Uh, but you only have you know? one life. like Supposedly. Yeah. They Okay. I just... Yeah, I think of that Bob Marley line. Have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the times. It's the truth. Yeah. The world's going to keep turning. Dude, time was a man-made construct. There is no <laughs> such thing as time. We made it up in the late 1800s, people. In the late 1800s. The, the clock that we adhere to in our life. Is our invention okay? Now the like ca- calendars and things of the like have been invented long, long ago. Um, the Chinese, the Romans, the Greeks all had their lunar calendars and whatever. But like actual time, like it's it's five forty-five or whatever the fuck. That was a recent invention for train schedules in the British Empire. Anyway, uh, trying to get back to my original point off of that huge fucking roundabout conversation uh which i'm kind of oh shit talking about time oh it, yeah it, it, uh it is eternal life is eternal yeah 100 percent. if we're saying like, yeah. if, oh, hold on if we're saying the universe has existed for over four billion years or whatever the fuck has that not does that not prove that it's endless yeah i mean it's endless it's like the Google results I told you, where I got 2.2 trillion results in 0.5 seconds. And you said that I would never reach the end. Never. You would never. Of those search results. No, never. That's the same thing with the fucking universe. Yeah, absolutely. It, you'll never get to the end of it. No. Because it's just this infinite thing. And... If it is made up of energy, we're all, everyone's made up of, everything is made up of energy, right? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So, therefore, our perspective, our, uh, our uh, outlook on the world, when we, when we pass away, our physical selves pass away, we inhabit other things. Right. We'll, we will see the world in a, in a different form not human it might be human it might not be human it might be something on a different you know whatever the fuck these yeah. are extremely uh heady theories right now people none of this is 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 uh based on science or or um hard facts here but this is just my honest word yeah but it's, this this it's all so this dude this all is branched off of <laughs> Me wanting to make a point about real sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on HBO. On HBO. Uh, Holy fuck. I'm talking about the ends of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and all I wanted to make a point was fucking... 
HBO and fucking real sports and the Mr. Rogers documentary, which that was going to open up a whole floodgate of fucking ranting, which we really haven't touched on that topic yet with, with Mr. Rogers. But I'll let you have something to talk about, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of selfishly hogging the fucking list right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not. I mean, no, no. I um, Because we I, I talked about how the robots aren't going to make documentaries about us. Half, half of this podcast is me talking about what the robots are going to do to us. <laughs> I think because it's becoming more and more of a fucking reality. Yeah. Especially out in San Francisco where it's like at the forefront. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it may, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm very hesitant in accepting it open with open arms. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm a more rugged, natural kind of person. Like, you know, I use my Apple products, and that's about the extent of my technology. Yeah. I watch TV, um, maybe seldom play a you know a video game here and there, uh, but I stick to like my 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 iPhone and my Mac. Yeah. And I I know how I use it is the tip of the iceberg in terms of what it's capable of, but I honestly could give a fuck. I'd rather be grounded in something more real. Yeah. That's just my that's just my end of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway. What did what what did, uh, did you want to talk about on this podcast on this episode? I don't. It doesn't seem that uh, it doesn't seem that funny to me now. But I had this uh, this theory that a good way to start a movement is is to either use alliteration to, is to align it with a month. Okay, that's the way I'll state this. Mm, okay. I'm talking about sober October. I'm talking mm-hmm. about no shave November. I'm talking about you know. Swole September, muscles March, you know. <laughs> Did you just make those up like right now? <laughs> yes, in the last two, yeah, hundred percent. But that's exactly we what I'm saying. We are still fully engaged in swole season, folks. Yeah, which oh, is yeah. Uh, a yearly, year-round, uh, really never-ending. Here's season. the thing. Here's the thing. If we what we were talking about and time isn't real, swole seasons is yeah. endless. Endless. It's as infinite as the universe. Yeah. Anyway, fucking hell. Make your point. After a nice sip of uh, the old Basil Hayden. Shout out to but, Basil Hayden. Yeah, it's a uh, delicious whiskey. Shab's favorite, and it's mine. Delicious, sir. It's a delicious uh, addition to the old conversation. This episode of An Honest Word brought, brought to, to you by Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden. It's delicious at all times. It's fucking incredible. And I actually do dig the small bottle. I'll have to remember that. Oh, granted, I'm getting another one of these. Granted, sure. if I buy a bottle like that and it just so happens to be a Friday, let's just say it's all gone, gone. by the end of the night. Because I can put back some fucking whiskey. I may or may not have but just gotten. Wait, yes. hold on. Before you, before we get the fuck off topic like we always <laughs> do do fucking it. do, you wanted to talk about <laughs> the, the fucking movement in alliterations and months. How the fuck do we get so uh, off topic? So, so no. no shave November comes around every year, uh, okay. and Gillette hits the advertisements hard. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not specifically targeted at no shave November, but people literally shave less in November. So I imagine that it has to affect Gillette and Schick's incomes, right? Very minutely, <laughs> I mean, but sure, yeah. Yeah, why not? But that's what I'm saying. Like marketing, all you got to do. Is whatever product you have, if you can associate that product with the whole month and get people to do that for a whole month, i.e., and people have done this also on a micro scale with like Black Friday, right? Like, you're gonna buy stuff you on know, this I'll day. I'll tell you what, if they were smart, yeah. If the marketers on, on the shaving companies' teams were smart, yeah. 
they would do a blitz in December. <laughs> First week of December, they just do a blitz campaign about shaving and shaving products, and you know, like I, I use. Um, yeah, the, you're right. I use what it's called yeah. the, the beard bib, which is a fucking incredible invention. Kudos to the man who invented it. The podcast is brought <laughs> to you beard. by the beard bib. The beard bib. It's this thing that, it, you know, you can. it's a Velcro thing around the neck, and then there's suction cups that it's like a, a hammock-esque thing that you would, you know, uh, that you can suction cup onto the mirror. Um, and it's just something that catches any of the, the gristle that you're, you're shaving off with your razor, uh, your electric razor. Yeah. Dude, if they did like a blitz campaign, first week of December, once no shave November... I guarantee you they'd see a spike in sales. Yeah. Hashtag hire me. Yeah, I believe it. I um yeah, I believe it. I so know you would believe it because it's, my it's totally believable. That's my theory. I um What movement are you trying to start, Shaw, that you want to start doing on uh what month um, what okay, wait, wait. What month would you choose to oh, start a movement in? Fucking June. That's not even a question. Why? Because it's my birthday. So you're selfishly dedicating that month to probably like a shop, a shop month. No, 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 it's not about me. No, it's, just, it's not all about me. Like what Mr. Rogers taught me. I um no, gonna, I don't. We're know. gonna get back to the whole Mr. Rogers yeah. thing because there's there are points to be made about the work that that man did. Yes. But uh, but finish your point. Why June? And and not only June, or like why would you pick June? But what would the fucking movement be? Okay, those are two distinct questions, and I'll they answer the first They are very distinct, one. and they are fucking excellent questions. Okay, I'll answer the first one. I Okay, I honestly think June... All right, I I believe that the summer birthdays, they're the best birthdays. They are. Uh, I was born like, in July, thank you very much. Like, look, for those unaware, the last, like, six U.S. presidents have all been born between, like, June 3rd and, like, August 26th, Right. You know what I'm you saying? You love that fact. You all, you're always shouting. I do, but no, it's super interesting. And what? But why is it though? That's like some Malcolm Gladwell. Like that's like some outlier shit. But 100%. okay, okay, I'm gonna catch you before you start going off topic and forget the question. Yeah. What would the movement be in June? <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Well, I'm just speaking about marketers in general. I'm not speaking about me. So you you pick June because a lot of presidents' birthdays are in the summer months. Um, well, and my birthday, and my significant other's birthday. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So what would the movement be? Yeah. Okay. Um, what am I passionate about? Smaller umbrellas. I'm passionate about that. Why the fuck would you want a smaller umbrella? Because these people's... I, I explained this on no, the no, podcast no, no, no. that A smaller umbrella would literally just pour water the fuck all over you. No, no, no. I understand it compromises the Mini vision. Mini umbrella. Huh? Mini umbrellas. Mini umbrellas. Mini umbrellas. How about a wetsuit? Mm. A fashionable wetsuit <laughs> that you can need... slip in and out yeah. of easily. See, someone like me, I'm commuting in the someone rain. Definitely, I'm walking. Someone definitely just stole that idea and is now currently making yeah. that product, and I'm mm. going to be the sucker for not acting Maybe on it. Maybe not. A fashionable... Dude, Maybe I, guarantee, not. Hold this, I guarantee you, the, the chumps out in San Francisco... If you offer them a fashionable, highbrow wetsuit that you can wear when you know it's going to be, as they like to say now, the atmospheric fucking river, um, that you literally can. The only thing that will get wet is your face. Your yeah. feet are covered. You can underneath that whole wetsuit could be an outfit. 
or maybe not in the entire outfit, but you know, you could have everything covered by that wetsuit. <laughs> and you just <laughs> slip it off and bada bing. I remember watching this episode of I don't think it was Shark Tank. It was American Inventor. Do you remember that show? No. Okay, this is one of these shows. It was like it was like a network show on Fox. But they had this episode where it was like not a wetsuit per se, but it was like a pair of pants where you could just like go pee. <laughs> yeah, you could literally just go pee. Just casually go casually pee. And be like sitting down or walking on the city streets. And I remember like I don't know if you've seen Shark Tank, but it was a similar thing. It was like a bunch of businessmen, and they came and pitched ideas to him, right? I figured that. And this guy is standing there, and these people are just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, just walk into a Starbucks, like, you know, like, Dude, honestly. I, when I see Starbucks that are like, restaurants, or restaurants, restrooms are for customers only, I'm like, fuck you. No. But I'll tell you what, though. In California... Because, well, especially in the Bay Area, because there's so many fucking homeless people. Dude, even places like McDonald's lock their fucking bathroom door. Yeah. And you actually literally have to ask and buy something. In some, not not everywhere, but there, I, mm. I see there's a frequency of that, like, but honestly, if someone says it and it's not locked, I'm like, fuck you. You're not going to tell me. I like, can tell you specifically. Tell, well, hold on. I'll just finish my point. No, 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 I'm adding to your point, but yes. I, I'll tell you what I don't understand is why gas stations are so pissy about you wanting to use their bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you're Anytime right. I ever ask, can I use well, your bathroom in the, like, at a gas station, it immediately is like, what are you going to do in there? Like, I guess, I guess they've seen some, some really nasty shit. Like, you know, they're... There are some fucking savages out there that literally, it looks like they, they set off a shit bomb in their ass. And yeah. it, like, they didn't even consider the fact that there was a toilet. And they didn't even understand that, like, you have to use the toilet to use when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. When you walk in, I walked into a Pete's Coffee in Menlo Park. There was shit everywhere. Dude. Literally, someone just, just pulled their pants down, stuck their ass out, standing up, and just lit a fucking bomb in their ass. <laughs> yeah. Like a firework in their ass. Oof. Yeah, it was foul. Foul as fuck. Yeah. What is... So I guess okay. maybe that, that might justify why gas stations are pissy. Like, I'm an innocent... I'm an innocent looking fella. Where I go up to a gas station but clerk and I'm like... Does that mean you're a white guy? You're a relatively clean-shaven white guy. I wanted. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to include race in it because you know. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm an innocent enough-looking guy. I'm yeah. Like, hey, can I, you know, I just bought gas. Can I, can I use the bathroom? I really gotta pee. Well, if you just bought gas, yeah, absolutely, you can use the bathroom. Well, you are the thing. a customer. Here's the thing. I went. I bought gas. I was a paying customer, and I asked this nice little lady behind the counter, "May I use your restroom?" She gives me a key, and the key doesn't fucking work on the handle. Why? Because what? the handle was comp- it wasn't even a working fucking handle yeah. to begin with. And I'm like, hmm, fucking intentional. Yeah. You're just going to break the handle of the bathroom? I think not. Yeah. You want to hear some shit? I'll, I'll get back to that in just a second. But I made a copy of Retweeka's. So Retweeka had 
a house key. And I went and I made three copies of it for her at the Home Depot or whatever. They didn't work. <laughs> they didn't work at all. The old Home Depot shop. They literally shop's did place. not work. And I made these. I, I paid like 16 bucks for these copies. Dude, anyway. I locked. But yesterday, yesterday bathrooms. I yeah. locked myself out of my fucking bedroom. I had my window open. Yeah. And my door slammed shut and it slammed hard enough that it locked itself from the inside. Yeah. Wow. So I had to use an Allen wrench. Hashtag yeah. pick locker. The Allen wrench does. Wait, is there one in. There's one it's, in the. I cupboard. have a set in the fucking bag, but you just yeah. literally just poke it. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to what you were saying about public bathrooms. I can specifically speak to the Taco Bell on Telegraph Avenue in Oakland. Oh. <laughs> I literally just was walking, and I had to use the bathroom, and they had to get a key. So I, li- I, got, I swear I bought a drink at that Taco Bell just so I could use the bathroom. I can't imagine what people have done to that Taco Bell bathroom. <laughs> seeing See, that, it okay, is, seeing but... that it is Taco Bell fucking food. <laughs> I've had Taco Bell once in my life, and I was, let's just say I see what they were talking about. But, okay. And I also went to I went to a public bathroom at People's Park in Berkeley. Yeah. Oh God, there was a motherfucker tweaking oh, the Berkeley, fuck oh, out underneath oh, the sink. Yeah. He yeah. was shaking and shivering, looking at me like a, a you know like one of those like lost puppies on you know. It was sad. It was super sad. But at the same time, it's like that scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> I'm just trying to like quickly go in and out, take a quick piss, and here's a guy tweaking the fucking fuck out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, let's, that's kind of what just, you get in Berkeley. Let's just say this, though. There is enough money in this town to fix the fucking homeless problem somehow, some way. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, there's always going to be homeless, honestly, but the, you yeah, can still is. provide them with a situation with that housing can help them get out. Services? Yeah, exactly. No, I will say this. I, I mm, Damn it. I... I wish I remembered this guy's name. I don't. I'm not gonna look it up. I should, but I'm not going to. Uh, but I, I recently saw. I wonder if I read this on the Chronicle, the San Francisco's newspaper. Anyway, there is a guy out there who has started this movement. He doesn't have a month for it yet, though. But he's starting this quiet movement uh, organization where he's reconnecting the homeless people with some of their lost love or lost but some of their loved ones that they may have family some of the family or some close friends who um you know they the homeless felt that they may have been abandoned by so this guy is going out with his organization reconnecting and speaking with the homeless people around the bay area and um and trying to reconnect them with these people and he and, and in an effort to kind of encourage them to get their shit together and and remember that they are um that they're cared for and loved by their family and friends even if they convince themselves out of that fact and he's been extremely successful like there's over 250 cases where he's been able to reconnect people on the streets with loved ones and friends and have started them on their new path yeah that's pretty fucking impressive and perfect segue ties right into what we want to talk about with fucking Mr. Rogers. Yes. And There's... what he said was, before before I, I pass it off to you, what he said was, the basis of everything is love. 
So those homeless people who feel abandoned feel like they're not loved. And when you don't feel like you're loved, you lose your fucking mind, right? Yeah, you do. Absolutely. And and what cures, what, what, what that organization I was just speaking of cures with love is, is their homelessness. He uses love as the the bridge to, to bring these people back into to reality and to to get themselves out of their delusional fucking you know whatever convinced them out of, of, of giving a shit in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I wanna there's there's so many things like I to speak on Mr. Rogers what, what he did is something I don't think people would accept now. No. Um, so he was specifically, like, he was most successful talking to children, right? Mm-hmm. Not, he did, he did have some time talking to adults, but he was most successful talking to children. But, yeah, the message that you were talking about, that he was saying is that, that no matter who you are, you are, you have a story to tell. You're worth something. You're a human being. And who is deserving and worthy of love? Every fucking human being. This yeah. is this is gonna this is, it sounds hippy dippy and it sounds woo woo, but no, it's but for real, man. It's like every truth. human, every every and, fucking thing on this planet. And when and when you see those people who are just losing their minds or who are, I mean, I I, mean, I don't want to get like too extreme, but like bombing places or shooting people. Oh, it's all dude. Yeah, they they feel. That's all, what it all. What is the from. what the fuck is the pattern? Yeah. They had a troubled family life yeah absolutely their parents didn't love them or their parents gave them up or you know one of their parents died the other parent was a drug addict but you know they thought it was all over yeah no one reached out and offered a helping hand and what mr rogers was getting at and he understood this he understood that it needs to it needs to be taught at a young age to be instilled to carry on in later in life yeah he, he, he understood that i mean children are very impressionable so you you have to teach them at a young age that you know no the world does not revolve around you but you are worthy of being loved and you are capable of loving yeah of not only yourself but of your neighbor as Mr. Rogers put it yeah um yeah i and I... going off your point i mean Nowadays, people would see a grown man who taught children as a fucking creep. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, we saw it in the documentary, questioning, you know, what Mr. Rogers was doing. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Saying that, you know, he was, he's making kids soft and he's making a whole generation a bunch of pussies. And this is uh, this is Fox News speaking people, by the way. Just just throwing that out there. That's what they were they were shitting all over, Mister Rogers, um, for making a generation soft. And I think they missed the point. And maybe Mister Rogers didn't go. He needed to go a step further and, and just yeah. say that like that. Um, oh shit. That's the Go other ahead. thing too. Can I? Okay, I'll speak. But it's people assume just because Mister Rogers was working with kids that he was. A pedophile, a pedophile or he gay. was whatever. He had whatever. a wife and a son. But that is so outrageous. It is. Like, if you think about it, it really For the takes message us... that he was preaching. Yeah. Not even preaching, but just sharing. Like, there can't just be good people in the world. They're, like, people don't believe it. That's the thing. When someone is, is truly great, truly a great person, and 
And to be a great person, it doesn't mean that they're not flawed at all. It just means that, like, like he went out of his way to live a life that was dedicated towards others every single day. Every single day. Yes. That's a every great person. Day. Yeah. And people just don't believe it. People were so moved by, like, his work and his presence. I mean, at the end of the at the end of the documentary, they showed that woman who she finally was able to meet him. She used to watch him when she was younger, and she just like broke down. She's like, "You, like, what you do, what you've done is, you know, it helped me in my life, and I know it's like it's helped others." And that's some powerful shit, man. It really is because. In, in in this time, in our day and age, post-Mr. Rogers, is a bunch of selfish, hateful, divisive nonsense. Yeah. And yes. we would yes, look and we would look at a Mr. Rogers now as a fucking pussy, as you a know, just fairy, this whatever. Yeah. He would be cast to the margins. You know? And it's and and that's a damn fucking shame, if I'm to be honest. It's a damn fucking shame because um what we need now more than fucking ever is rational people who actually give a shit about other people, others beyond themselves. When I said this, I, I believe in a previous podcast that life, I believe, is two parts selflessness, helping and loving others, and one part selfishness, looking yeah. out for yourself. Yeah. And, 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 and I feel like through that ratio, one can find a balance. Because if you focus too much on the self, you push others away. If you focus too much on others, you lose yourself. You lose your identity. You know? Yeah. You feel like you end up being used or whatever. Yeah. So you find that you I, strike that balance with that ratio of selflessness and selfishness. To, you know, look out for others and look out for yourself. I agree. Just like... But it's honestly like... Because, wait, Mr. Rogers was a man who thought about entering the seminary, decided it wasn't right for him because you couldn't marry, right? Right. And... But he still wanted to basically preach what is God's word. And, and when I say that, I mean, people, uh, I can't go I too know, much of a sermon. I, no, no, no. I already, no know people but, are getting, I already know people are getting fired up because you, you use the word God. But God is simply a word. It can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. It could be life I'd force. Say, it could honestly, be. Honestly, the word of God is just loving well, people. That's it. No, no, no. What my mom is always telling me, what her business advisor is always telling her, what is general understanding? God is love. God is not a white bearded male casting judgment upon the world, sitting on a fucking throne puppeteering everything. That's not God. God is the life force that we cannot see or perceive, but it is love. And Mr. Rogers was the embodiment of that. Yeah. Yeah. Purely. Yeah, and, and it was like almost too good for people to actually accept. That that someone like Because that it was existed. so rare. Because it's so rare so in the unique. world. Yes. And I mentioned to this to you during while, while the documentary was happening, and uh, we don't have to get too deep into it, but Fuck. it was what you said though, just, just moments ago, about he almost joined the seminary. He almost 
you know, because and this is relevant. This is of the times because we're hearing a lot about this in the news with with the Catholic Church and the priests and the sex abuse and all that bullshit. Uh, you know, and, and I brought up to you that I think it was because of that one decision to not enter the church, but do it through a different a different way. Because he was allowed to marry, because he, you know, felt love from another person. Yeah. And it doesn't it could be man or woman? It doesn't fucking matter. But felt love from another person. Uh, and was able to have have a, a family. That it didn't turn creepy. You know, if he had if he had chosen to maybe have gone into the church. Maybe that man would have had a different fucking story that we, you know, knew him for. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And I guess no, what I'm getting at is, known. what I'm getting yeah. at is, is you are telling a man, the church, you're telling a, a, a man to repress sexual urges. For any human, for to operate as a healthy human is to not repress that urge. That is a human urge. Female and male, the sexual urge, the sexual drive, the desire to procreate is human. So fucking let them marry. Yeah. Who gives a shit if it's, it's, if it's man or woman, but just let them be with fucking people of their own age. Yeah, the Catholics... They should be allowed to marry. They should. I, uh, what the fuck is it, man? Yeah. I know. I, I, don't, I, I know it's a heavy topic. No, I, I, I'm I didn't actually, mean to. I'm gonna kind of switch topics, but it's. I'm gonna build off that. So I. I want to talk about like. I okay. So I was. This is this is switching the vein a little bit. But I was listening to the Curtis Mayfield song today. Move on up, right? Okay. All right, that is a nine-minute song. If you haven't listened to it any time recently, it is, yeah, incredible. Four minutes through that, it is just instruments for two and a half minutes, right? Absolutely incredible. And like I was listening to this, I'm like, this is just like what I'm listening to right now is nothing short of like a privilege. The fact that I'm in America driving a car, listening to something this good, like. What do you call what do you call like Curtis Mayfield making moving on up or Jordan in game 6 or or the BG's making staying alive like that level of greatness what what's that what is that call is that I believe that is individuals or a group of individuals acting on and this is what I you know I I told you uh, before we went on recording this these are people who captured that moment of creative clarity. Yeah. This is the point it's that true. I wanted to make because I was going on I was on a run uh, yesterday and I was halfway through the run when I just, you know, and you feel it, man. Like you feel something happening in your mind where like it's almost like you opened up a fucking door a portal where this this thing that whatever the fuck it is is just flowing through you and it just becomes this like the world zooms in you get this moment of clarity 
and you're able to just think so clearly and your mind is firing on all cylinders. So I had, I mean, I, I was doing it through the vein of writing this, this article I wanted to write about, um, about chefs taking care of themselves physically and emotionally and whatever. And it, it, it compelled me so much. This, it was such a powerful urge that I had to, I sprinted those fucking hills to finish the run to write it on the back of a fucking receipt in my car because that was the only paper I had available to to keep this idea. Um, because I want to I want to keep it in into the topic of of what made those people so great. Yeah. At those moments, the game sixes, the those those fucking singles that those just sold millions yeah. of copy, copies, is what they did was they captured that moment in themselves of something that was beyond their physical self yes they captured 100 percent. they kept whether they realized it or not they felt it it was a vibration they connected with it because those things because i felt it myself it's like it's a fleeting thing yeah it's an elusive fucking thing and if you don't capture it when it is happening right then and there you lose it it's gone it, it will just go the yeah. fuck away only to come back Another time, and you don't even know when. No, you it could know, be a fuck. No, no, no. It could don't. be a fucking year. You don't know. That's how creativity works, and I feel like those people and, and you know creativity could apply to, to to sports as well. I mean, you look at uh, Michael Jordan or Kareem Abdul, how they you know were able to, they had the vision of the of the court, or the NFL players have the vision of the field. They can see things unfold before it actually. They actually can you know they can see plays unfolding before their eyes yeah it's like that's how clear it is to them because they are in the moment of the moment and to answer your question through a very uh, elaborate rant um that's what it was they captured it and they didn't let it go until they finished it because when i got home from the run after i had written that down on the back of the recipe you know i told you like um you know, I was fucking wiped out from doing that workout and not sleeping that much over the weekend. Um, and I didn't fully act on it. You know, like I, I jotted down what I, you know, was starting to develop in my head, but I didn't finish it through. Yeah. While it was, while, the, it, dude, it's like this fucking, I don't even know how to call it. it it's like this uh, overwhelming feeling. Yeah. And I didn't fully capture it. I ended up, you know, like eating, getting, you know, shower, taking a nap. And when I woke up from it, pff, gone. Yeah. I didn't even write, I didn't even, fi- you know, finish writing what I, what I probably should have. I'm going to come back to it. You know, I'm going to finish, I'm going to work off what I was able to write down. But I guess what I'm getting at is like, when you feel that, don't ignore it. Yeah. Because there could be some powerful shit. Yeah, I, um. Like, I feel the need. I mean, that's part of the reason we make this podcast. Like, maybe nobody listens. Like, right? People will listen. I don't. I don't even care. Like, I just have to just create things, and I don't even know why that is. It's just I think part of it is just human nature. But it's it's to keep life interesting. Yeah. Why would one want to live a dull existence when you know, for as morbid as it sounds, it's like you're going to fucking die. You're going to die. This is what I've been saying. It's like life is short. 
You want to have a beer on a Monday? Drink it. You want to smoke a fat fucking bong bowl on a Wednesday after a shitty day of work? Smoke it. Why? Because you don't know when it's your time to go. No. You could be as healthy as fuck. You could be running every day. You could be mm-hmm. eating salads. And next day you could croak at 20 fucking 9. Yeah. You don't know. You, you could be in an Uber in traffic. Someone runs a red light. That's it. And done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. So what that's saying is, it yes, is it hard to, to you know, really live that notion of, you know, live every day to the fullest? Yeah, it's it's hard. But you also have to remember, you could be gone in a fucking instant. I use my uncle as an example. Out of nowhere, just gone within a month. No, no forewarning, no precursor, no symptoms, just he has cancer, month later, gone. That was a very humbling experience for me. That was a very eye-opening experience for me, and that told me to act. Act upon what act upon your dreams that you've had for yourself of of living your best possible life. Right? You want to live your best possible life because you don't know when you're going to fucking go. No. No, you don't. So you gotta do something. That's why we're here. That's so why cap- we're here telling so you honestly. Like capture those moments of fucking creative clarity capture them don't let them go write them down record them until you don't feel it anymore until then from all of us here god bless my friends